Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the One ND Podcast. I'm your host, Vikash, and joined by my co-host, Sagar. And today, we've got a very special guest. He's one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet. Uh, his Twitter is unparalleled. He is the most unstoppable force on the basketball court, but cannot hit an open layup to save his life. He is part of the UF class of... Uh, 2020, getting his bachelor's in psychology, and he's one of the best friends a guy could have. It's your boy, Kunal. Wow, thank you for that introduction. That was very touching. What's up, was guys? it hype? It was very hype. You know? I'm actually kind of impressed with that. That was very well said. You have I was to thinking about it part. right before because we had a little technical difficulty. So I'm like, hmm, how can I introduce this? The, my main man, Kunal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But you didn't have to include the part about me missing open layouts, you know. <laughs> I, I, th- I think that was important. I think uh, <laughs> it was too. Yeah. yeah. You forgot to oh. say he's an Atlanta Falcons fan. Oh, that's the worst uh, part of him. I oh, am yeah, an true. Atlanta Falcons fan. That is. Clear. Oh, I also forgot to mention that, oh, ladies, he is single. That is yeah, true, ladies. If single. you are listening to this podcast, you know, hit me up, bro. <laughs> Follow my Twitter at Kunizi underscore. That's where the magic <laughs> happens, baby. Oh, gosh. All right, Kanal. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hmm. Well, like you said, I go to UF. I just graduated. I was supposed to have graduated today, but because of the coronavirus and everything that's happening, fortunately and obviously couldn't. I'm going to be at UF for another year to get my master's of science in management. So I'm looking forward to that. Other than that, you know, just a big sports guy, you know, love music, love movies, Love tweeting, as you guys can tell. <laughs> That's pretty much oh, it. Gosh. That's all my so, life. Um, obviously, due to COVID and like the graduation stuff is on hold, are you going to be able to walk like physically anytime whenever this is like all over? Yeah. So, like, UF like sent us an email and like in our mail and our commencement stuff, they said that there was going to be like a walking ceremony and like I think they said late July or early August. But, I mean, who knows if that's going to happen. That's what they're planning. And, to be honest, I don't even know if I'm going to attend it. Yeah, I remember you were saying, like, the point in walking is to walk with your friends. So that you're having a good time. I mean, it's also for your family, I feel, as well. Yeah, that that's true, but like it's not going to be the same if, like, because a lot of my friends have jobs that are going to start by then, right? So they'll be gone and, like, you know... Maybe I'm being a little selfish, but, like, graduation, I want to have, like, the pictures with all the friends that, like, have helped me along the way and my family, too. That's I feel all that. I mean, I know I know Sagar, um, he, I, I, I wouldn't say regret, but um, I know he said that if he could go back, he would probably walk in his undergrad because his parents kind of wanted him to, right, Sagar? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think it was too big of a deal, like, walking and stuff, but it seems like it was a big deal for my parents. That's why the uh, funny thing is, I was going to walk, like, this time. Literally, I think walking was set to be on the 9th this month. So, yeah. I was going to get everything set to go and go and, you know, take all the pictures and all that prerequisite stuff. But, can't now. So, whenever they do offer us to do, like, a physical walk, I'm definitely going to do it. This time for sure. Especially since it's my master's. But, it's a bummer that... Like, uh, we can't do it right now, especially like if you're graduating with your friends. Uh, I totally feel that because there's a few friends of mine that are graduating this semester as well. And it would have been cool to just walk with them. But I'm sure uh, like a few of them are moving out of state, going back home, mm. starting jobs, like Canal said. So it's kind of a bummer. But hey, um, there's always, you know, the local friends and family that are going to be there. So 
I'm still going to do it, and I'll look okay. forward to that. And whenever you want to, just borrow my cap and gown so you don't have to pay like 120 bucks. Exactly. I can yeah. avoid uh, all that, you know, because it's insane how costly it is. I was looking at the prices, and they make a decent chunk of money from this stuff. It's crazy. You'll just have to buy your own tassel probably because we probably won't have the same color tassel, but I'd rather pay 10 bucks than 120, you know? Yeah, yeah that makes sense. That is true. We I'm sure at UF it's like the here. same thing, right? Uh, expensive graduation stuff. Yeah, I think like Kevin Gal was like, I had to pay a late fee too because I didn't even do it by the uh, deadline. I think it was like 60 around that. Oh man. Did the you? Graduate school cap and gowns are more expensive actually. So, because you know, I bought both. Oh, sh- dang. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just cursed twice. Oh my goodness. Okay. Oops. Well, I was, that's how annoyed I am at the fact that I had to buy cap and gowns. It's all good. Um, I was gonna. What was I gonna say? Yeah. So the cap and gun is expensive, but they look kind of cool. I like the black look for sure, especially with that. I don't know what it's called, but it's like a big scarf you get, and it's like yellow. Oh, I green. know what you're talking about. Yeah, I it looks pretty cool. So I was. Be I fun. was most excited for designing my cap. Oh, you know what? I was actually not gonna do that. Really? You're, you're... I feel like it's less prevalent at Masters because I, I designed my bachelor's one, but I didn't do it with my master's one. Okay. What were you going to put on your uh, cap? <laughs> it was going to be something stupid. It was going to be like the Lil Yachty Lil Boat album with my <laughs> face on it. Or like okay. the Lil Uzi, Lil Uzi vers- versus the World album with my face on it. One of the two, or maybe I'd split it up. Just something like that. Something goofy, you know? So one of those albums is amazing and the other one is not so well actually that's incorrect because they're both amazing um you can have you're entitled to your own opinion Thank how you about that, that. that hey, actually you're not that opinion is bad it literally already sucks <laughs> you know what i hope i hope the viewers of this podcast know that this is a low yachty hate no hate zone you know what yeah if i mean you... i think they'd be fine with that because i think most people think his music is bad <laughs> listen man like i always say Lil Yachty as a person he's very cool i like him but I just don't enjoy his music. He makes great music. You know what? When he drops Lil Boat 3, you guys will change your mind. It'll be You said that about the Lil Boat 2. And yeah, Lil Boat 2 uh, okay. was good. Look here, like I I am like trying to support Liliati. I listened to his album. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go into this wanting to like it, and I came out like, eh, it's not the best. So hopefully, you know what? I'll keep my hopes up. I'll listen to Lil Boat 3 and I'll I'll give we can make a review on it for our you know next what? uh episode I mean, of the podcast. I'm literally just gonna make a list of the goat Lil Yachty songs, and you'll you'll realize his true genius. He can out rap any rapper in the game right now. Oh that is my that God. is facts. Even that is, <laughs> I think that is your hottest take. They're tied. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. All right, can I, I want to ask you your opinion on Jermaine Cole? He is overrated. Overrated <laughs> garbage. No, I'm just kidding. He's not garbage, but he is overrated. Oh my this god! Man, this okay, man. okay. See, we're just, right now. You know what I'm trying to establish? I'm trying to establish Canal's music taste and how trash it is. Mm, I trash isn't the right word. Diverse. I'm I'm musically diverse. Can you give me your uh, definition of women empowerment music? <laughs> oh, bet. So it's <laughs> any song that is sung by a woman. That's women empowerment <laughs> music. So um. I have a, I literally have a whole entire playlist called music. Like literally, just any song that I like 
it is by a female artist is considered women empowerment. What if it's a song that's demeaning towards women, but yeah, it's sung okay. by a woman? That's okay. Is that still woman empowerment? Yeah, I mean, it's an oxymoron. That's what it is. No. <laughs> no, it's it's empowering because it is spoken by the woman's point of view and not the man's point of view. The woman is a woman, right? So she knows what is demeaning to herself and what is not. And she felt that it was okay to rap about it because that's her opinion. And that's empowering. Empowering to who? Herself? Yes. Okay, still, but she's depowering other women. Still empowerment, though. Uh, you're technically correct, and I guess that's the best kind of correct. Yes, it so, is. I guess I'm I'll, always uh, correct, though. My opinions are right. Um, I wouldn't say that um, for sure, especially with Liliati. But and your sports yeah. teams? Oh, your sports teams are pretty uh, atrocious. Yeah. I Speaking disagree. of that, I uh, I think we should talk about your favorite football team and uh, <clears throat> how trash they are. Yeah. So <clears throat> you you have a few arguments. I, you put out a tweet today saying that Matt Ryan is an underrated quarterback. He is. He is. I I really disagree with you, but <laughs> I I, wa- I want to understand where you're coming from. Okay, because everyone is saying, oh, Matt Ryan is so garbage. Matt Ryan is this, Matt Ryan is that. But he's not. It's just that we play in the NFC South, right? So, like, it's really, really hard to beat the Saints. So everyone just overlooks, like, Matt Ryan. But, bro, he'd be throwing dimes. He's the best deep ball thrower in the league. Oh, my goodness. I think you're completely wrong about that. Objectively wrong. It's wrong. That's You guys are wrong, and I'm right. You know what? Come on, man. No, 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 no. How many he deep ball throws? He do might have? be top five. In he's deep ball throws, probably. He's he's top two and he's not two, which means he's number stop, one. Stop. All right, and you hate Drake. I do hate Drake. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. So you're saying Matt Ryan throws a better deep ball than Patrick Mahomes? Yes, I think G- he throws it better than um, Drew Brees. And Patrick Mahomes didn't exist like three years ago, and so he doesn't count yet. You Wait, what are you talking league. about? You got to be in the league at least five years for you to matter to me. <laughs> he just won the Super Bowl and was MVP yeah, of the Super Bowl. Something that, something that you know, Matt Ryan could have been. Matt Ryan could have been MVP. Okay, but and that Super wasn't that wasn't his fault. Oh, I think. I it, mean, that that how many points Kyle did they put up Shanahan. after halftime? That was Kyle Shanahan. What kind of idiot says, "Oh, we're <laughs> up by twenty-five points. Let's continue to throw the ball." And if Matt Ryan were good at throwing the ball, maybe they would have won the Super Bowl. Okay, regardless, though, regardless, Mm -hmm. if you're a coach, what kind? You have to be like a next level level of moron. (laughs) You know what I mean? To say, hey, we're up by twenty five points. Let's continue to throw the ball and be. I mean, it is a bad bad choice, but you know why he continue to throw the ball is because he had faith in Matt Ryan, which was unfounded because that man is trash. Okay. But after we're, so we're up 28 to three after it's like 28 to like 17, then you should start to realize, Hmm, maybe this isn't working. Let's just run the ball for the rest. You're of right. Game. I'm not disagreeing with you in that aspect of the game, but I'm saying if Matt Ryan were good, Matt Ryan threw it right to, uh, what, what's that guy's name on the Patriots? The cornerback, uh, Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler, and the only reason it was a touchdown is because Julio Jones is one of the greatest wide receivers in the league. Because he snatched it right out of his hands. Maybe that was all part of Matt Ryan's plan. Be like, hey, look, I'm trash, but Julio's good. 
You know, uh, all agree. I know is Julio's statistically, yeah. statistically, last season the greatest deep ball thrower in the league was Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he's he too really? handsome, though. He's too handsome to be. Yeah, he's very about. handsome. And then you you also have to consider the fact that Drew Brees does throw it deep, and yet his completion percentage is still the best ever. Yeah, Drew Brees is garbage. I hate Drew Brees. That's oh my goodness! False. Why? Okay, can you tell us why Drew Brees he is hates garbage? Drew Brees because they destroy this the Falcons, and they're they're the reason the Falcons cannot prosper. <laughs> yeah, Canal's a hater. No, I mean, I guess I guess that's respectable if you're a fan of the Falcons, like. No, you obviously hate other teams. So. You know what? Sorry, Drew the Colts suck. Amazing. Oh, okay, why did <laughs> you? Why did he have to bring my team into this? Huh? Because what did I ever are, do to you? You, huh? I mean, you kind of did Ryan. start this. Okay, that's a, that's yeah. a fair point. But um, <laughs> you introduced me by saying Colts trash, taste in sports teams. <laughs> oh shoot! I didn't say yeah, you're what trash. What do you think is going to happen? I said the Falcons are trash. What is Philip Rivers going to do this season? <laughs> Okay, so you honestly... have one of his thirteen children try out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Man, I wouldn't mind. Is, that man is <laughs> violating social distancing guidelines by having too many children. Okay, so here's the thing. Okay, listen, listen, listen. Okay, the line in San Diego was pretty mediocre. Okay, he's coming to Indy. Our line is amazing. We got Quentin Nelson, right? All pro. He's gonna be protected. We drafted two offensive weapons in, like, the first two rounds. We got um, the running back out of Wisconsin. I forget his name. Uh, do you remember? I'm not sure. Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, dude. He's disgusting. So we got we get him. Not only do we get him, we get another receiver that was, like, on the top of our GM's, like, draft board. They're like, we have to get this guy. And they got two people. They got the running back and the wide receiver. So I think the offense is going to be great. Our defense is going to get better. I mean, we have... Uh, plenty of good defensive like pieces. Like Darius Leonard is amazing. He's going to ball out. And now we get another wide receiver to complement T.Y. And we get a running back who's like, I think, could be like an RB1 like tier. He could be in the like same league as Kamara, Barkley, Elliott, and like those guys. So I, th- I think we're set. Like we, We're going to make the playoffs this year. I can't say the no, same about the Falcons. No, no, they aren't. Oh, we I, I certainly are going to. Seven and nine max. Oh, um, okay. Well, we're going to make the playoffs. I, I will put money on this. I will also put money on that. They won't make the playoffs. Uh, okay. How much are you going to put on this? Huh? How much, well, gonna... how much do you want to put? How much do you want to put? I'm confident. So name and price, bro. Name and price. 50. Oh, sh- <laughs> That's a lot. Oh. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll put 52. All right, and then how about you, Canal? Put 50 on the Falcons not making the playoffs. No, I'm not doing that because we might not even have a season. <laughs> Joke's oh. on you. All right, I'm saying the next season that happens, okay? Okay, the season where they all play games, the Colts will make the playoffs. I got you for $50 for cost. And you know what? To be fair, I will counter you with the Steelers will make the playoffs next season as well. No, they okay. won't. You can, you can, if you think they, they won't, then... I'm willing to bet 50 on that. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not even going to waste my time. I'm just going to get my $50 from you, and I'll be happy. I'm trying to get 100 real quick. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, so Colts are definitely making the playoffs. Uh, Mark mark that down. Definitely. Come on. 100%. They can't even beat Ryan Tannehill. Ah, Ryan Tannehill is the GOAT, though. That man is unreal. Because yeah, he, he made more he, money than Derrick Henry for uh, <laughs> handing him the ball. Yeah, bro, his job uh, is so that was easy. Great. He just gives the ball to Derrick Henry, 
that the defense doesn't even pay attention to him. So he'll run play action, and everyone will, like, there'll be, all, every single defender will be on Derrick Henry, and then you just have, like, AJ, AJ Brown, Brown or something open. wide open in the end zone. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. And so, Tannehill throws absolute dimes to AJ Brown. He does. And It's um, easy to throw dimes when yeah. nobody's on the receiver. You do realize that this next season, whenever it happens, there are going to be 14 total teams in the playoffs. So... Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I did forget about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So get ready, boy. Get ready. The Colts are still not going to make the playoffs. Okay, who's going to beat us in the AFC South? Is it going to be Bill O'Brien? The Titans and the the Texans. Look, look, look. The Texans. And the Jaguars, too. Shout out my Jacksonville boys. Oh, my goodness. Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew, (laughs) Goaty. I also just heard that they're not going to bring back Leonard Fournette, which I think is amazing because he was overrated. He was not good. Ooh. I don't know, dude. I don't, he's I don't like pretty him. good. I think he's just a power like back. Either, but he's just a downhill runner. No, dude. His spin move is really good. Yeah, he's going like to get gonna tear his ACL. Yeah, every you time. mentioned this. He's. I don't think. Uh, he's, he spins he's very hard on that one well, leg. This could be an opportunity. He could go south in Florida to the Bucks. I would love it. But you know who knows? We'll see. Uh, you what just happens. said he's overrated. Why would you want him on the Bucks then? Well, he's overrated for being a first-round pick. But if you can get him for like a minimum contract or something cheap for like a million or two, he's definitely worth it at that price. I'm I would definitely. Sure he was him. close to five yards a carry last season. Yeah, but Jacksonville was irrelevant, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, they had Gardner Gardner Minshew. Okay, he's good. I like Gardner Minshew. <laughs> but pretty good. They're not. They're not going to be anywhere near like uh, the playoffs. I think the Texans are going to regress. I, they did sign Tunsil, though, to a $22 million a year deal, which is pretty great. But And David Johnson is a good running back. Yeah, but he's often injured, so I don't know how that's going to work. I just think it's stupid that they... I think they're going to run four verticals every single play. Yeah. All, all their wide receivers are just fast. And Will always injured. Fuller, yeah, yeah. Will Fuller, Kenny Stills. Uh, who else did they sign? They got Brandon Cooks, who has like a concussion history. <laughs> So yeah. you got two of your best wide receivers who are injury prone, and you know they're going to get hurt. Like that's, that's why they got them all. Because when one's down, you just put the other one right back. <laughs> no, what if exactly. they're both hurt at the same time? They're both going to get hurt at the same exact time. I'm then it's it. Kiki Cutie time. Okay, great. Yeah, Kiki Cutie. I'd rather then it's have time uh, for T.Y. Hilton. Watson to just run across the field and do whatever. Yeah, but you'd rather have he's going to get hurt. T.Y. Hilton dropping the ball every other play. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey! Listen, listen. He's he's growing. Okay. He's, <laughs> he's, he's growing, growing. he's regressing <laughs> it's okay uh yeah i can't really argue that but, i don't care why it happens if if andrew luck couldn't have that much success with this with the colts then i don't think philip rivers will okay look andrew luck the first year under this new management finished second in mvp voting okay he was like he was like tier one quarterback philip rivers in san diego um had amazing weapons yes a line was iffy i think uh, the line in Indy is going to be good. I think uh, the coaches are great, and I think they're going to make it work. And then when he's on the ground after a sack, he's going to be like, dang, damn it, why yeah. did you do that to me, bro? He's going to talk his <laughs> old man trash talk. Yeah, that's going to be a big difference kids, from Andrew Luck. How many do you have? <laughs> yeah, but no, I think Killer Rivers will be fine for a year. I definitely think it's like one of those things they're doing just to like, wait. It's kind of surprising because I thought they would tank for Trevor because um, – that would be the move, but I don't. I guess I they don't see it in Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. I feel like Trevor Lawrence's stock has kind of cooled down a little bit, and it'll heat up again. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of curious to see who our long-term quarterback would be. 
we we kind of sneakily took Jacob Eason in this draft, and like a few months ago, he was being talked about as like one of the like top prospects for the draft. So we got him, and they said he's going to be like a development project, and he has like a great arm. So maybe, like he becomes the quarterback of the future for the Colts. But I don't know. We'll see. It'll just be Josh Allen two point Maybe, but hey, you never know. Like I really love the Colts management. The GM is amazing, and uh, the coach is amazing. So. I think uh, I think we're set. I'll agree with you there. Um, they've got they've got good management up there right now. Yeah, I, I hope they keep them. Like they're Unlike amazing. The Falcons. <laughs> I mean, I think Canal would agree with that. Like Stop Dan Quinn is me. kind of bad. Yeah, he is pretty bad. Literally last season, he relieved himself from defensive playmaking like calls, and he gave it to the defensive coordinator, and then we won like five games in a row. Like four, <laughs> yeah, which is promising, games. honestly. Yeah. Yeah, but now that Tom Brady's in the division, <laughs> you got literally the two best quarterbacks. Well, I guess Patrick Mahomes is up there, and Aaron two of the Rogers. top three quarterbacks in the league in the NFC South now. You forgot about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, I'm not a huge fan of. Really? I mean, I just like he's probably number four for me. That's crazy. Number he's four overall. Me. I'll go Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Drew. Well, okay, for me personally, Drew Brees, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. And Rodgers. Wait, are you talking about this upcoming season? Yeah. Or like overall ranking? Overall ranking, kind of. Because I, I would say like if we're talking about now, like given their ages, Mahomes won, Rodgers two, Like definitely. Um, Rodgers had a 13-win season last year. And like I knew the Packers overall weren't as good as everyone made them out to be. But when you think about it, they made it to the uh, NFC Championship game, right? So what makes Aaron Rodgers better than Drew Brees? Um, put Aaron Rodgers on the Saints and they make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. False. Yes. Completely false. The Packers I... had a better defense last season. Uh, their defense get... was utterly destroyed by the 49ers in the playoff game. Because it's the 49ers. And they got smoked. So that's what I was it's saying. Everyone was saying their defense was amazing, but going into the playoffs, like I knew that their defense is very overrated. Okay, and... They had a better defense than the Saints. Aaron Rodgers on the Saints. You give you trade those teams. You put Drew Brees on the Packers and Aaron Rodgers on the Saints. Aaron Rodgers would not be seven and nine with two of the worst defenses of all time. Drew Brees would be a five six time Super Bowl champion with those Packers teams. Nah, dude. I, the Packers really don't surround him with that amazing talent. Like, okay, you had Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams is top tier, but in terms of like other weapons, they're meh. And no, their defense has always been bad. Don't like, disrespect USF alum Valdez yeah. Scantling. Valdez Scantling. <laughs> How okay, could they, you? So just like off the top of my head, when they had uh, Jared Cook too. Jared Cook is on the Saints now, and look at look what Drew Brees does with Jared Cook versus what Aaron Rodgers does with Jared Cook. I think same weapon, different results. Okay, again, okay, look here. Better. Aaron Rodgers also just in terms of coaching had Mike McCarthy. I don't think Mike McCarthy holds a like flame to Sean Payton. Um, offensively at all, but yeah, so also, like they won a Super Bowl. Yeah, Go ahead, like uh, yeah, I was gonna say like uh, tying the Falcons into this. I watched the playoff game between the Packers and the Falcons, like the last one they played, and Aaron Rodgers was literally like amazing, but their defense was so bad. I think Matt Ryan Fal- was doing his thing that game. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Ryan was doing his thing that game. They had like forty points, and Aaron Rodgers is just on the sideline, like. Okay, they know I'm going to throw the ball. What am I supposed to do? I'm down 14 points. Like, come on. So, 
I don't know. I feel like, again, for me, it's a very close between Rodgers and Breeze, but I'm just going to say, like, in terms of ability overall, I'm going to give it to Rodgers. I wouldn't. <coughs> the counting numbers are in favor of Breeze, too. Completion percentage, yardage, touchdown, everything is in favor of Drew Breeze. How many more seasons has Breeze played than Rodgers? Is well, like, four or five? Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, on average, Drew Breeze breaks his own completion percentage records. He always throws for at least 4k yards he has the most 5,000 yard passing seasons he throws dimes he throws great touchdowns you know and then honestly like he just utilizes any weapon that he has yeah no, when that's people, a when wide receivers leave when wide receivers leave the saints they don't have a career anymore hmm. the only one that could leave right now and still have a career is michael thomas yeah but all michael thomas do is run slants that's it and it's it works be, just be running quick slants and it works. And he's one of the worst tweeters I've ever seen. He, his tweets are worse than mine. <laughs> what is tweet? You're the legend on Twitter. <laughs> and he 2020, Kanal will have 10,000 followers. Am I right? Yes. That is the plan. Dude, Michael Thomas had that one stupid celebration where he dug the phone from under the goalpost. And I was like, please, get him out of here. That was Eject. a callback. Yeah, who, who did that? Was it T.O.? I forget. No, I forget who it was. I thought it was T.O. Was it? Uh, I don't think it was a Saints player who did it last. I, oh, was it Keyshawn Johnson? I don't know who Man, it was. I don't remember, dude. Yeah, but whatever. It was a callback. It was cool. He got fined for it, but whatever. It was worth it. And Michael Thomas is a baller. He even balled with Teddy Bridgewater. Who I think is going to be good. Teddy Bridgewater, go! I love that man. Teddy Bridgewater knew what to do under the Saints. Is just throw it to Michael Thomas and you'll be fine. Yeah. Exactly. And See, so any quarterback can have success game. with the Saints. So that proves that Aaron Rodgers is better because his team hates him. They freaking <laughs> drafted Jordan Love. They drafted when Aaron Jordan Rodgers Love. was begging them, please get me an <laughs> offensive weapon. Please. I'm, like, he made it clear. I just want someone who's good on offense that I can throw the ball to. And they said, bet, we'll get your replacement. No, what, <laughs> ma- what makes it worse is that this draft was like set to have like the best bunch of wide receivers in like the yes. last 30 years, right? And they didn't take a single wide receiver in like the early rounds at all. Did they even take a wide receiver in the entire draft? I don't know. They took a quarterback and then a running back. And uh, that was so funny to me. That was, the, says, yeah. Hey, Packers GM said, hmm, what's our top two positions? We're pretty good at quarterback and then we have a really good running back who dude aaron jones is nasty he is good. Yeah, man, he's pretty good he he has like 5.3 yards of carry that man is close to my goat jamal charles for his career jamal right now but charles. i love jamal charles that man averaged 5.4 yards of carry for his career on those trash chiefs teams and now he get he had to miss out unfortunately but uh, yeah, they're like, hey, we have a really good quarterback, a really good running back. So with our first two picks in the 2020 draft, let's take a quarterback and a running back. But you like, know what I see like this being an influence of? Like this Matt is LaFleur? No. Well, Matt LaFleur, obviously, but it's Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan has mastered the RB committee, like in terms of how he uses running back. So look at what happened this draft. You have the Packers taking another running back pretty high, right? Colts already have Marlon Mack, who's really good. But they also took a running back in the second round. So, but they already had two other running backs too. But that's what I'm saying. Look at the 49ers, right? They have like a ta- like how how many running backs do they have that are amazing? They have Well, they traded least. Matt Breida. Did they trade yeah. I thought they just tendered him. No, uh, they traded him to the Dolphins right before the draft, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Oh, that I thought they, they tendered him whatever. Raheem Mostert, they have Kevin Coleman. 
They were both. And Jarek McKinnon. And Jarek McKinnon. McKinnon. Those are three. Jeff Wilson Jr. Jeff Wilson Jr. was amazing when he came in, right? So you have four, three three good people who are established, and then you have Jeff Wilson, who yeah, could be something. All that means is that you go into the Super Bowl and losing. That's all that means if you have Kyle Shanahan. Well, it, no, no, no. <laughs> what it means is that you have a chance at winning the Super Bowl because they had the but lead. But you're not going to win it because you're going to be up by a certain number, and then the other team going to be like, oh, who are we playing again? Kyle Shanahan? That's right. And then they win. But they will. Okay. Okay. I, I get your logic. But again, like, I think the Kyle Shanahan effect of having, like, these running back centered offenses um, with the passing game mixed in is, like, a formula that other teams are trying to copy now. So I think that's why people drafted running backs, even though they already had them. So you maybe. You can try and copy it, but you won't do it to the same success as they will. No, you that's won't. That's the thing. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like the Rays in the opener. People will try and do the opener. They'll try to establish it in their lineups, but no one's going to do it as well as the Rays do. That's the thing. The Rays are influential, man. The Rays are the reason the shift are, the shift is prevalent. The Rays are the reason people use the opener. The Rays are the reason people started bunt squeezing to get people home. The Rays are inf- influential. So man. exactly. That's why I think Kyle Shanahan is the reason that people are taking running backs, even though they have them. Possibly. And I think it could be smart because with the running back like strategy, you could really take control of the offense and rest your defense if need be. And that could lead to something. Now, there's a team that's doing well, the opposite of this, and that's the Buccaneers. They have decent running backs, but no one amazing. Their like, receivers are just fully loaded. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. They drafted a running back too. Oh, uh, yeah. Who did we draft? I forget. In the third round. I it's. I think it's the dude from Vanderbilt, right? Um, I'm not sure, but hopefully he's good. My think, my roommate, who's a big Bucks fan, says that he is good. Yeah, I and mean, then, the thing about running backs is like they can be good as soon as they're out of college. Like, yeah, there's no like warm up or like adjustment they need to make because they mm-hmm. take the ball and run. So, my thing is, I don't care how many quality running backs you have; it all depends on your offensive line. Um, that is 100% facts. Uh, that's why Le'Veon Bell can leave the Steelers and you have a James Conner, a Jalen Samuels who can thrive anyway. Jalen Samuels, I again, love him look and at, I love James Conner too. And they still drafted a running back. Yeah. So look at the Colts. The Colts have an amazing offensive line and they took a running back. So I think the Colts chat will work. I think it'll be amazing, especially with an older quarterback like Phillip Rivers. You can have him in situations where he's making like short intermediate passes that he's been making um you don't really need him to throw it deep too often and he can if you need him to so i think the offense that they're trying to build in indy is going to be good um uh, potentially I, seven and nine. Oh god <laughs> hey you know what you could be right and i could be right they could make the playoffs being seven and nine if there's like seven teams making it per division so um per division yeah it's 14 teams total i mean uh per conference per, league. per conference, conference yeah conference yeah Anyway, football is great. Can't wait for the season. Who knows when it'll start? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's tough. And the other th- now, uh, the other sport that we love a lot is basketball, and the NBA seems to be like in limbo still. Like there's so many rumors about, oh, we're not gonna have the season. Oh, we're gonna have the season. That's false. And like it's just back and forth right now. So hopefully they can figure it out. <laughs> I just want to see LeBron James, man. Yeah, so that's another thing between all three of us. We are LeBron James stands. We speak the truth. He is the GOAT. I think <laughs> we all agree with that. And uh, 
We definitely want to see him win with Mike the Lakers. Mike Noda's personally Bill Russell. Uh, that's 100% false. How many, how many rings does he have? 11? Yeah, but if it's... Dude, he was playing people who had, like, day jobs. He was, who like he was playing plumbers, bro. He was playing <laughs> yeah. kids whose who basketball wasn't even their first option. He's like, bro, I'm just here so I can feed my kids. I got to go home, bro. Hey, 11 rings is 11 rings. And if we're talking about influential people in the past, that man was part of the civil rights movement. We love LeBron because of all the things that he does outside of basketball. I mean, Bill Russell's up there. I prefer LeBron James, I think. He, he's my goat. But I'm just saying, that, Bill Russell is that man. That is true. But whose shoes are more fire, LeBron or Bill Russell? Oh, my God. <laughs> my there you go. LeBron got some fire shoes. I don't see no Bill Ru- Who Who you know rocking <laughs> Bill Russell's, bro? You know what? I'm going to buy some Bill Russell's right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, good luck uh, finding them. I think you'll get them at Burlington Co. Factory. Check <laughs> probably be like some like leather shoes or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, no. I, I, again, Bill Russell, legend. If we're talking GOAT, though, it's LeBron. It is LeBron. LeBron. It's just it's a fact. We, we should have invited someone who's just anti-LeBron so we can just all collectively roast them. <laughs> we should just get bully uh, them Skip out Bayless of the on the show. Yeah, get Skip Bayless and then bully him off of the podcast. <laughs> Bring up his uh, 1.2 points in high school. I yes. think that's what he averaged in high school. That was... Uh... Hey, man. One thing that I will say, yeah. LeVar Ball is a greater college hooper than LeBron James was. That um, is correct. Okay. I'm a better that, college hooper all... than LeBron is. LeBron don't want to catch me at Southwest, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he, don't, he don't want to catch me at Southwest. I'm going to go 0 for 20 in front of him and what he's going to do to stop me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nothing if you just the ball. <laughs> Exactly. He doesn't need to do anything. <laughs> you think he could score a bucket on LeBron? Absolutely not. Not even close. Like not even on accident? I'm scared. That man would injure me. Uh, going for a layup. <laughs> what if you're just like... go for like a soft layup and I'll just like get a concussion or he'll, something. He'll like do that thing where like he pump fakes like where he's about to dribble and I'll I'll fall. I'll fall. <laughs> <laughs> what if you're like, oh, it's like your possession and then you point to the ground and say, LeBron, your hair's over there. Because it's like, <laughs> oh. falling out. Then he looks and then you go score. Good point. I think that would work. Oh I think that's a God. sound strat. But yeah, no. Realistically, I could not score on LeBron either. No one could. Like yeah, I, I could score on Michael Jordan. Oh, I you could score on Michael Jordan. I'd slap his bald head, and then he'd be like, "What?" And then I just throw it up, and I'd score. Okay, Isaiah Thomas. Good, good luck with that, man. I'll just go in between his legs, like Nate Robinson. Oh, man. Again, dude. Michael Jordan. Like the whole documentary is out, and everyone loves it, but. I think Michael Jordan was on the right team at the right time, like when the primes of all the other, like powerhouses were like slowly like going down, like the Lakers and the Pistons. So, he took advantage of it. And, it's unfortunate yeah. he never got to play Hakeem Olajuwon, you know. True, true. I mean, he did completely dismantle the Jazz, and that that team was so promising. Like you would have thought that they would have won a championship, but they they just got stopped every time. Yeah, but could you imagine, like, Michael Jordan them playing, like, the Golden State Warriors? Can you imagine just Kevin Durant scoring, like, 50 a game and Steph Curry shooting from the half-court line? Like, they... Yeah, that's why. It's just tough to make the argument because the eras, they pushed the three-point line closer so that they could influence more scoring in Michael Jordan's era. And, you know, he didn't take advantage of it. Um, 
I mean, his three-point percentage went up, but it's easier to make three-pointers when it's closer, right? Yeah. It's funny, and the defenses were, were theoretically easier to play in the 90s just because, uh, you know, you can't double anyone. You weren't allowed to or else it's a foul. And people used to say, oh, the league is so soft now. But I used to I, – I watched some film of, like, old basketball, and there's some ticky-tacky calls there too that – you know, they're just like today's NBA. I mean, yeah, you can punch someone probably back then and it would yeah, be fine. But, but, like, but also the thing is, who wants to watch that? Who wants to watch, like, hard fouls and people just getting punched in the face and, like, like hacked a lot? No one wants to watch that type of basketball, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, also, I find it funny, like, oh, the league was, like, soft. Like, league's soft now. I find that funny because, like, one of those episodes of The Last Dance, like, talked about how the Pistons walked off the court without shaking the bull's hands and how they were so upset with that. I was like, that is one of the softest things I've ever heard. You're upset about them not shaking your hand. What's the, what's the problem there? They're just not shaking your hand. Deal with it. Like, I, 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 feel like I would that's get like, mad at that too. Yeah. But like, they're going to talk about the league being soft now, but you're not, you're going to tell me that's like getting upset about that is like, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, come on now. Come on. That makes sense. Like, that makes sense. Like and I also, one one last thing about the different eras. I think free throws are around the same. I don't think people are taking... I mean, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe now is because you see James Harden getting, like, what, 30 free throws a game? But yeah. one thing one thing I find interesting, <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain was talking to Michael Jordan, I think, and what he said is, they changed the league to make it harder for me to succeed, but they changed the league for to make it easier for you to succeed. And that <laughs> quote's kind of fire. Because Wilt Chamberlain, that was that, that was the dude, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the only reason is, Wilt Chamberlain doesn't have 11 championships is because Bill Russell was there. Mm-hmm. That man is exactly. so mysterious, bro. Nobody Will really knows anything about Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, he's he like the hundred point game and everything, like all that. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's just the time he played. The records weren't that well kept. They weren't on TV. You didn't really have video of some of the games, but. Hey, he's a legend and people remember him, so. And there was no three-point line back then. Yeah, true. I think... Makes uh, it even crazier. And the other thing I think is that just the level of athlete today is so different than the level of athlete from like 10, 20 years ago in terms of just all the things people can take advantage of now with technology. Yeah, MFs are basically bioengineered to play basketball for their entire lives now. Yeah. Versus back in the day. Yeah. I don't know, man. I can't wait for NBA to come. I can't wait for sports to come back. I need my baseball. I need my football. I need my basketball. Hey, you uh, could be watching uh, I need my water volleyball. Polo. Water polo? Yeah, dude. Uh, I know. You said I could be watching volleyball? You could be watching. I'm watching Dr. Sono. Okay? You could be watching volleyball in anime form, okay? Get off of me, dude. I said I'll watch Haikyuu and you watch Assassination Classroom. I think that's a fair deal. Yeah, yeah, okay. And Assassination Classroom is half the length of Haikyuu. Less than half the length of Haikyuu. I think Haikyuu's at, what is it, 75? It's like 88 episodes right now. All right, so it's a, it's closer to a quarter. No, I think that's what, uh, no, like, it's, it's half. 60, it's like 66%. 60%, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Dude, all right, Kanal. Yeah. Tell us about your quarantine. How you feel about quarantine. Mm. I mean... It's important to quarantine, obviously, because you don't want to affect like other people because you could be like, obviously, as everyone knows, you could be an asymptomatic, asymptomatic like carrier and then you could go out and like unknowingly and un- like 
basically unknowingly infect other people and it can have like a snowball effect. But I mean, like to be frank, it kind of sucks that we're stuck <laughs> in our house, right? You know, like obviously I miss basketball. I miss like playing basketball. I miss playing frisbee. I miss playing football. I miss going out to restaurants and sitting down and eating. I miss being with friends. Yeah, like just hanging out with friends, being able to go to like friends' house and stuff like that. But one thing that it has done for me is like I guess it's opened new hobbies for me. So I mean like as you guys know, like the beginning of this quarantine, I was like it was hard to adapt, but then after a couple of weeks I was like, okay, this is not going away anytime soon. What am I going to do? So I just picked up some hobbies. So I started to create my own fashion brand, right? So I've been working on that. And I mean, I like the design right now. I think it's pretty cool. I also like the design. Thank you. I appreciate well, why it. Why don't you describe it a little bit? Or do you want to keep it like a secret? No, I can, I can describe it a little bit. So yeah, like, go for but, it. Don't describe it in too much detail. We don't want someone to jip your idea. Mm. Because this is a million dollar idea. That's true. Well, essentially... Uh, how do I describe it? With that? What was the inspiration for your idea? What was the inspir like for the design or just yeah, like what com what compelled you to make oh, what oh, you oh. did? Yeah. Okay, so well, to get into fashion, so I followed like a couple of Twitter accounts of like people who, like, it was their personal Twitter accounts, but like their pinned tweets or like their bio would be like, oh, check out my design, fashion design or whatever. So I would check them out. And they were all really cool. And like as I follow them, I see their tweets every day about how something that started as just like an idea has become like they have their own shop or like they have a lot of followers now and even like famous people are wearing them. Like there's this one account on or like this one company, it's called like Good Guy Made in America. And like Bradley Beal wore one of his hats while giving a post game interview. And wow. I I thought that was one of the coolest things. So I was like, you know. Maybe Lil Yachty will be repping some fresh Canal merch or something like that. Would that would be the dream, wouldn't that it? That would okay, be the dream. Yeah. Or LeBron James. LeBron James could be rocking my <laughs> hoodie or something like that. Uh, so, yeah, that that just reminded me of, like, this. Uh, well, it's, I don't know even know if it's a conspiracy theory, but I was watching a Shane Dawson video about it. So, like, do you remember when Champion was, like, the cheap brand that you could buy at Walmart for, like, five bucks? Yeah. Like, and now it's like this high fashion thing where like you can buy like a $180 champion sweatshirt. Yeah. It's insane. Right. And like in the video, like I was watching and like just Kanye wearing champion once, uh, really boosted it. And like everyone started wearing champion. And then I think that's what made like the effect and like snowball into what it is today. So yeah. exactly. Like one famous person wearing one thing of yours could like make it explode in popularity to the point where it's like like a name brand that everyone like hears of exactly. now. Exactly. That's kind of like Kawhi Leonard too, right? He's doing New Balance and now all of a sudden you're going to see a lot of kids wearing like New Balance basketball shoes or like New Balance shoes where New Balance was thought of to not be like one of the like more popular brands like Nike and Adidas, right? Yeah, for sure. And that's also one of the reasons like with my fashion brand like if I like the design, I don't really I kind of really don't care what other people think because like if one person likes it that that's all that matters right because like let's say my design is one of the worst designs in the world right like it's just objectively awful <laughs> if like some famous rapper like let's say 
let's say like Young Thug, right? If Young Thug likes my design and he wears it, then automatically other people will start wearing it just because Young Thug wore it or something like that, right? Very true. Yeah. And um, I think, yeah, no, that's great. And you're, you're going in with the right intention. Like, if you're going in with like, okay, I need to make something that appeals to the mass public that will sell well, then I think you're limiting yourself in terms of what you can create. So by going in with like the idea of, hey, as long as one person likes it, I'll be happy with it. You're, you're like gonna, you're more like free to make whatever you want. Like yeah, you're not and, hindered by something else. Yeah. And like, I also think that like, uh, so like there's a argument of like whether or not someone is talented, right? Like you think certain designers are talented and certain other designers are t- not talented. I think that if you're able to create something and like at least one other person enjoys it, then you're talented, right? Okay, that's fair. I can, I, I like I can that. see that, yeah. yeah. Like even when... Like, it's something that you enjoy doing too and that's probably the most important part of it. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, hope it takes off, my guy. Thank you, I appreciate it. I mean, I've been I've been stuck right now because like I am like worse than a beginner level of Photoshop and Illustrator. <laughs> I have zero knowledge of it, so it took me like almost a week to figure out how to draw circles in Illustrator. <laughs> but I mean, I it's like all a learning design. process. Yeah, I like the design now. I want to add a little bit more stuff, but like I don't know if I'm just like if I have the ability to like learn how to create that or if i need to take like classes or something to do some of the stuff that i want but like right now i like where the design's at and i'll probably share it sometime soon to see what like everyone else thinks you have an eta on whenever like the design will be finished and when the store will be open we'll push it dude (laughs) no i mean i mean i gotta i gotta first like see i don't even have any knowledge of how to put it on shirts like i mean i'm gonna be honest with you i was just gonna google like how to put your design on a shirt, right? And like work my way from there. So I got to figure out all of that stuff before I can even start thinking of like, like releasing it. But, and then I got to see what it looks like on a shirt. I got to wear it to see like if I like it or not. So I got to take mm-hmm. all that like preliminary stuff before I can even like. I feel like, I mean, I've seen like a few older versions of it. I feel like it'd be super cool if you had like, a, just like an idea like a black shirt and it's like a tiny version of it and it's like a patch on the black shirt i think that would look really cool what do you mean like like i think so too yes like you have your design on as like a little little symbol on oh like the the polo symbol yeah like it's like embroidered it's like embroidered on there yeah that'd be i mean yeah that would be cool Uh, one i don't know anything about embroidery or stitching (laughs) <laughs> hey, but like that's the thing you don't have to worry about that you could probably outsource that through like a company there's so many out there now that like manufacture merch for like so many different people so yeah, yeah and they just take a percentage of your gains yeah so they they really don't have anything to lose by just putting it out there they supply it for you you set your price and they take a percentage of it you know yeah that is true so the the cool and thing I about that for... yeah um i just i was gonna say like so pewdiepie right the world's number one YouTuber, the way he does his like merch. Him. Okay, yeah, well, okay, so we're, we'll talk about that, but this is um, just how he does his merch, right? He he has a design, so he'll put these designs on his store, and no units of the merch are actually produced until everyone orders it. So the idea is, like, when people buy it, they're alerted, like, hey, you bought this, but it'll take a month or two months, and this is when the 
deadline for buying items closes. After this, we'll start producing them. So that way, even the company that you work with doesn't really have an overhead. Mm-hmm. So I think I think you could be onto something with that. I think I think there are companies that do it regardless. Like they won't produce it until it's ordered. You know yeah, what I mean? True. Even if it's low orders, because you can't really expect some, like, n- not to say your brand won't take off immediately, Kunal. Yeah, you know, yeah. But uh, You're good. to have like a minimum order of let's say fifty, that'd probably take a while. Unless you're like pushing it very hard, it's something that you're doing for hours a day. You're putting advertisements and whatnot everywhere. You're paying for advertisements to put it everywhere. Uh, it might take a while to get those minimum order type things, but I do think there are places that will just fulfill the orders as they come in. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all about the research. You'll figure it out. And sure. uh, you never know. This is kind of a tease, but maybe you could be collabing with a certain watch company in the future. Oh, and we could do like, some collab let's do with it. That. Let's do it. <laughs> watch archives and Canal's uh, fashion brand collab. Yeah, dude, you could collab and design a watch in the future. That'd be that'd be cool. Yeah, I I like the name of my brand too. It's like it's like it's called let the let the world know like brand, and the slogan is. Wait, what's the what's shiny. the brand name? It's called let the world know like brand. Just, okay. Right, and so the slogan is you are a shining star let the world know and it has like some of the things in the slogan incorporated into the design i'll i'll probably post it like sometime soon on twitter and like take opinions on it i mean if you say it's like a piece of garbage i mean i'll get sad but it's whatever (laughs) i mean i'm sure people are going to give you constructive criticism yeah if you want to see this design everyone it's at kunizi (laughs) on twitter at kunizi underscore you gotta make sure you got the underscore it's at kunizi underscore k-u-n-e-e-z-y underscore exactly and i feel like you definitely have a heads up on like just designing your brand because like a lot of people can get lost in the weeds of like understanding art terminology like i took one art class and they're like talking about oh you need a certain amount of negative and positive space in your image and i was like yeah you don't you don't you don't need to right you just start creating and once you're creating you're doing it so like you're you're set you're already Just, you already created if, something if you like it and if it looks cool to you then that's all that matters yeah really. exactly facts so canal do you think that you'll have more than one design and if so do you think it's going to be centered around some idea like you said let the world know will it be that sort of like positive imagery if you create more design yeah i mean that's that's at least the goal is to like make it something to design around positive imagery because i think of myself as like positive person i like to give like i like to be positive and be nice to others so i'd like my brand to you know reflect that somehow so i mean since i only have that one design right now who knows maybe something will come to me again and i'll be like okay yeah that's the one that's the one or something like that i like that yeah i like that that, that's great i'm looking forward to your design man thank you i mean your brand and everything and are you gonna have like a thing where it's like a distinction that is like your key identifier like people know that this is you when they look at a, like a piece of your work like uh, um how certain artists have styles i don't know that's a good question i i really don't know i'm, I'm sure i mean those things yeah. that'll come as it comes It'll come as, yeah. yeah exactly maybe i'll just put a big fat canal right in the middle of the design <laughs> <laughs> yeah just put, That'll it let them know. put it with a hashtag in your set <laughs> exactly then they'll know so, it's you. Oh, that's funny. 
I'm looking forward to it, man. I mean, yeah, like, it's good to have those sort of passions, and right now is probably the optimal time to work on things like that, um, like your passion projects, your hobbies that you never wanted to start, uh, things of that nature. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I think you uh, said we were going to circle back to something. Um, I can't remember. Like Kunal said, but I just like through my. I guess circling back to the whole idea of this convo is that the reason you had this like time to do this was because of like COVID. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, yeah, everything around it is terrible, but there's certain lessons we can learn from this, including you know we need to be- get better at like pandemic control and um on the healthcare side, but. I think it's given people a disruption in their daily lives and it's making them realize like and value things they want to do. Exactly. And I think like, a lot of people get stuck in a rut, right? They just go to work, come home, eat, go to the gym maybe and go to sleep. But like now there's a disruption in the schedule and it took something like this to uh, get people to acknowledge maybe this is what mm-hmm. they want to do. But, you know, there's some positives that we can take from the entire situation. Yeah, like one of the biggest yeah. things is sorry to cut you off because but like one of the biggest things I know is like cherish the time that you have now cuz like this senior year I always kept thinking, "Oh, dude, I'm going to have like another week to enjoy time with my friends and then graduation is going to be some big deal and all, me and all my friends are going to have these cool summer plans and then like it didn't pan out right." So now all that time that I spent like I didn't really, you know, I mean, I loved it, but I didn't like, I kept thinking, oh, we're going to have more weekends just like this. We're going to have more like time to spend with my friends just like this. And that's not the way it worked, unfortunately. I, I think this, I think this is contradicting uh, one of your key catchphrases from a few weeks ago. What did you say? The only thing guaranteed is the future or something like that? <laughs> I said the only thing guaranteed <laughs> is the future. <laughs> That was so funny. Oh my I, I think yeah, I, see, I see you've uh, grown and enlightened <laughs> I, yourself. I have. God, I, I remember when he said that. He said it, and then I think there was like a good one or two second pause, and then we, everyone just busted out laughing because it wasn't true at all. Yeah. <laughs> and you said it during the COVID time. That was, it was just funny. Uh, it's just... I was going to say, yeah, you, you, just, you have to cherish your time that you have at all times, right? And but all the, at the same time, you have to look at the silver linings during the situation um, and see the positives and everything. For example, um, I think it was a, a week ago or a week and a half ago at this point where I was able to talk to... I went on a volunteer trip to Thailand a few years ago. And for the first time since the trip, everyone got together... Not everyone, a few people got together and they and we all just sat on a Zoom call and talked, right? And... This In this time, I've noticed a lot of people are becoming more uh, self-reflective, introspective, and, you know, thinking about themselves and what they're missing out on and thinking of others as well and wanting to reach out and whatnot. And I think that's a beautiful thing, right? Like, people are trying to uh, establish this human connection because it's tr- we're trying to fulfill that void of not being able to hang out with friends, not being able to you know, uh, go to restaurants or play basketball or anything. Like, for example, we've been on Discord playing video games, playing a lot of Warzone, um, more than we ever have. Yeah. Right? And we've been able to talk every day and stuff like that, and I've had fun doing it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's always good to look at the silver linings, but it does definitely suck that, you know, essentially 
what you thought would be the best part of your college year would just got taken away from you. Yeah, that's true. And then also, I think it's important, like, like yeah, to look at the silver lining. But for some people, this situation though, like, does like bring out like, like a. Sorry, I'm trying to think of like the right word. It's like I know, like the it can bring out the worst in people as well. Yeah, because like not not the worst in people, but like put people in like precarious situations. So like, I was listening to one of my friends' podcasts, and um, he had someone talking about like people in like toxic relationships or people with substance abuse like problems. They're put like in this quarantine. They're gonna be like some of the ways to escape that is like by going outside, you know, hanging out with others, stuff like that. So, and now they're placed in this quarantine situation where like, it's easier to like, um, go back into old habits or it's easier to like, if you're in it, it's easier to not easier, but like more likely to like that negative things will occur like in those situations. So like, we got to think right. about that too. Especially with people with mental illness when yeah. they're out, they're way out of that sort those sort of problems is to go outside, hang out with friends, do a hobby and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's definitely an issue. And honestly, a uh, little side note, the only governor I've really seen talk about that is Andrew Cuomo. And he explicitly talks about it. And it, it really does suck. It's a terrible situation to be in. Um, but there have been a lot of like, corporations companies that are reaching out being like hey this is still a time when you can reach out to us we'll help you and if you're in an abusive relationship talk to us if you need help talk to us you know think of things of that nature and i think that's really cool too that there are people out there that'll still help in these terrible times yeah and i yeah. think um there's a little bit of a criticism for like alcohol businesses staying open during this time and i was like yeah. hmm, I, I wonder why those are labeled as essential but then you know people are explaining like which i never thought about um there may be people who are battling addiction or just haven't started yet but if you close these stores they're going to go through withdrawal symptoms which could, could just make the entire quarantine situation by them staying at home even worse so like oh, thinking about think yeah so like thinking about those kind of situations and like that kind of foresight is something at first glance you may not catch and so, like, everyone's learning from the situation, right? We're learning how we handle this. We're learning about um, the consequences, actions, like, limiting people's movement has on not just ourselves, but themselves, just overall societally. So there's a lot of different factors to consider with this. Truly unprecedented times, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see how it's all going to wrap up how it's going to be talked about in the history books and everything. Cause we still talk about Spanish flu and you know, things of that nature. So the way we handle this will definitely be talked about. And I'm curious to see what's going to happen because States are reopening and I'm curious to see what will happen with coronavirus numbers when that does happen. I mean, the models uh, are already predicting that um, the uh, infection rates are going to jump. And that's only logical, right? Yeah. Like that's, what's going to happen. And I think the U S understands that too. And then there's another factor in that. What if we establish our reopening procedures and then the second wave comes along in October, you know, and everyone's used to being out again and, you know, death rates go up, people in the hospitals go up. It's just, I don't know. It'll be weird to 
the future will be weird. We're recording this on May 2nd, by the way, just, you know, as reference. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's definitely going to be crazy. There's like so many factors that people just cannot account for. Um, You know, as time goes on, yeah, we all three like firmly believe that quarantining um, is the most effective and quickest way to end the COVID spread. But the more I've been like, well, like again, like there's outrageous situations like in Michigan where people are openly protesting and breaking the suggestions God. yeah Jesus and um Christ. i feel like again they're using a straw man argument that government is overstepping their bounds by ordering people to stay at home and i think this is again a spread of misinformation right if we can effectively communicate with everyone um we would not have these situations again you could argue that these people are people that just cannot be communicated with on those levels but who knows? Like, again, the government is not ordering or forcing anyone to stay home in the United States, right? These are all strictly recommendations, and they're for people's own good and their own well-being. So mm-hmm. um, that's definitely one point. And the other point is, like, there, there's there's a certain amount of desperation growing for people who cannot afford rent, who, yes, get stimulus checks, but what does that cover? Maybe the food that they eat, right? I don't think it can cover your food, um, your housing, and your, you know, child costs if you have a kid covering all their expenses you know um now staying at home they may need a computer or something right if they online classes so um i understand the plight of people who want to go back to work simply for the fact that they need to have a roof over their head and so like it's a very trying time and i I, we'll see where it goes and this is definitely not going to die down until there's a vaccine oh what pisses me off the most is when people say I want a haircut. Like, come on, dude. That's the reason you want quarantine to end? I need a haircut. I need to go out to the bar and get a beer. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. At least have valid arguments to it. Like, a valid argument is that you want to go back to work. That makes sense to me. I understand. People are in these precarious situations. Still got to pay rent. Still got to pay utilities. Still got to pay all this stuff. And, yeah, that's a, you know, fair argument. Uh, But... You're just demeaning that argument when you say you want to get a haircut or you want to, you know, do those menial things. Learn how to cut your own hair, old man. Yeah, and like, so that's where I think it's really important to separate the different sides. Because like, this is not just like a one side versus the other. There's different segments of the population, like the extreme groups that like say, oh, I want a haircut. You can't force me to stay home. There's people who are more reasonable and understand the consequences of leaving, but are really desperate too. And then there's people who understand that quarantining is the best, but at some point, um, some aspects of the economy may need to reopen just to keep people, you know, having roofs over their heads. So, like, this is such a, it's like, like you're like you were saying again, it's not a black and white thing. It's more of a spectrum, and people are handling it. There's some governors who are not handling it as well as you know we would like, but again, we're gonna learn a lot of lessons from this. So, next time, if this ever happens, which I think it may, uh, we'll be more ready than this time. That's why we should just get rid of the economy. Make everything free. <laughs> Problem solved. Problems. This is brought to you by your local psychology major. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm, joking. I'm joking. Exactly. But yeah. I think he just read Mein Kampf. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just kidding. But, yeah, um... Ooh, I forgot what I was going to say. 
Or was it about the COVID stuff? It was. Oh, jeez. Someone continue else. Yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, uh, overall, again, super complicated situation. Not going to go until go away until vaccines. There's so many people who have different perspectives to it. Um, oh, I remember. Yeah, go for it. With, uh, with Spanish flu, didn't, like, San Francisco open early? Like, they reopened their economy early, and then their rates of death skyrocketed right after? Again, I believe that's accurate. Again, I no so idea. I want to believe that everyone is a rational person, but being an econ Not student, correct. the being an econ student, right? First lecture of econ ever. The first assumption you make in any market is that consumers will not have rational preferences. Okay. There's, there's no way that you can assume people will be rational in the decisions they make. And a key like example of this, which was just mind boggling to me was during an interview on CNN between Anderson Cooper and the mayor of Las Vegas, who literally, who literally said that she volunteered Las Vegas to be um, the, uh, um, what's it called? When you're like giving uh, sh- the test subject. Yeah, the sugar pill. That's crazy. Uh, placebo. Yeah, so she literally volunteered Las Vegas to be the placebo group. I, I think she was trying to sound smart, but that's not how a placebo works. Okay, first of all. <laughs> and two, that is uh, so insane to me. And the fact that Anderson Cooper was asking her if she meant what she said, and she doubled down and said, I, you think he got me there, but I said I already volunteered to do it. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, he's he, Anderson Cooper's like, so you're saying you're volunteering the city of Las Vegas to be a test group for reopening the economy. No, no, no. You think you got me there, Anderson? No, I said I already did and we got denied. Yeah. So she, was like, she thought she was smart. Bro, that, that was so funny. Yeah, so, I don't know how. Oh, and he also said, so you do you have plans for the casinos and restaurants for when they open? She said, no, that's for them to find out. I just want to reopen. Exactly, and I was just... How do these people get elected? Exactly, no, so but, these are the kind of people we have in, like, representative positions. Bro, you talking about that? Think about the governor of uh, Georgia, Kemp. I don't know his <laughs> Bro, he just, he just passed that law that said teenagers no longer need to take the driver's test to get a driver's license. They just need their parents' permission. It's so crazy. Uh, is this That's, a response to COVID, or is this something totally different? I haven't. I think it's a response to COVID. Yeah. How does that make because sense? they can't go to a DMV that you you can't stay six feet apart from your driving instructor. Oh goodness, it's it's strange, man. And I love also, how that's the first worry he has. Yeah, and he's also the same dude that like <laughs> discovered like maybe a week or two ago that you could be an asymptomatic carrier. He said, "This is breaking information yeah. that we didn't know previously, bruh." How behind the times can you be? Yeah. Okay, no, I think he's Georgia just... Georgia really screwed the pooch by not voting for Stacey. Look, he, he's playing dumb. Um, He opened up restaurants again, right? I was reading a lot of things that were saying, like, by opening up restaurants and then them volunteering themselves to not open, uh, restaurants would no longer be eligible for certain relief programs, right? So I think that was the move he was going for. So Jeez. It's all, it's all like a political game. Right. And it sucks that there's people like that who are in charge of situations like this, but we have to get through it and, uh, yeah, just get, come out on the dude, other side. Politics annoys me, man. I don't want to pay attention to it, but I have to because it's such a crazy environment. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's why you like, I, hate, hire me. I hate CNN. I hate Fox. I hate MSNBC. I hate all those news channels. But I, I don't know, dude. They're just they're annoying. Politics is annoying. One thing I also remember: Laura Ingram uh, got to interview Fauci and brought up none of her points that she usually says when she says he's a crook or whatever. Um, got shut down by every single one of her arguments that she did pull up, and she still thinks she won the argument. I hate Laura Ingram with a passion, <laughs> dude. That woman pisses me off. That's why you should elect uh, Kanal Kaushal as your next governor. I'll give you whatever you want, whenever (laughs) you want it. All right. Can you give me a better, you know, music taste for yourself, not for me? Yes. So (laughs) you'll fix your own music taste. Well, it doesn't need to be fixed, but I mean, if you want, I'll listen to more Lil Yachty if that helps. (laughs) I, I, I don't think you can come through on your promise. There's nothing you could do to help the Falcons win a Super Bowl. Yes, I can. Yes, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go play quarterback right now. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna lock up Michael Thomas and Mike Evans you, at you, the same time. There's one thing you're better at than Matt Ryan, and that's throwing the ball to Julio Jones. I will give you that. That man yeah. does not throw it to him. I don't know why. I think he's learning over the past few seasons. But because yeah. they be doubling Julio, that's why Calvin Ridley has such an amazing. I love how we transgress back to football. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, we love football. Covered. Yeah. Julio Jones is double covered, so Calvin Ridley will be wide open and he just gets open touches. Okay? That's all I got to say on the Falcons. Okay. Yeah, let's not go back to the Falcons. <laughs> we all know they suck and they're not going to do anything. Yeah. So they don't so deserve our time. Moving oh, on. Brother. <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah, so, you know, the COVID thing is so, crazy. Can all, one thing I w- always wanted to ask you, moving away from all these, like, you know, sad situations yeah uh how are you so good at pokemon but you haven't played a pokemon game since in years because you know what it's it just comes it just comes naturally to me once you're at once you learn the game and become a student of the game it just sticks with you it's like tying your shoes or riding a bike once you learn once you're just ridiculously amazing at it for the rest of your life (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you tie your shoes i think you just slide your feet into them like uh, well, like whenever you like we hang out i think i think i see your shoes like tied and you just pop your feet in oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're pre-double knotted and i just slip my foot in them <laughs> okay uh but it's just speaking of that like so this year again with the quarantine thing i've been super absorbed in like online well, not like like uh pokemon showdown but like pokemon sword online like battles i think we could do a whole podcast on that like i can go in depth on team building and things i've learned and what they're trying to do and like all the yeah, different we mechanics could, we could do one on video games too like this whole course i've just played video games non-stop and you've been getting better at warzone we've played a lot and uh, i mean i'm still garbage but uh, i'm less dude, garbage no, you're than clutch you're you're better you've been downing people you've been reviving people you're I, like i'm uh, good at i'm good at standing next to vikas and reviving him when he dies <laughs> <laughs> hey man dude, i think yeah next podcast we got to go in on video games yeah because we are probably nearing the end of this yeah one. for sure yeah. we're, we're getting to the hour and 10 minute mark so it's been it's been fun this flew yeah. by really quick and uh it was definitely fun having canal as our esteemed guest on the podcast this time Absolutely. yeah if we ever need psycho a, psych, a psychology major to come in and give us some advice we're gonna call you canal every single time Bet. it might be some of the worst advice you've ever heard but it's still advice <laughs> hey great prefacing your <laughs> immense knowledge hey, all, you have the degree and that's all that counts <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we don't have psychology degrees. That is true. That is true. I'm going to call my other psychology friends who have even worse opinions than mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 
I'm looking forward sounds to sounds good. But I think that's a good place to wrap up, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I had a great time. Thank you for coming on, Kunal. No problem, brother. Thank you. Let's guys do another for one tomorrow. Me. Absolutely. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you for listening to the one and D podcast. You can find this podcast on anywhere you listen to podcasts and we upload it on YouTube too. Please go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all, you know, everything that we would want you to follow us on. And uh, finally, just thank you for listening. All right, guys. One and D out. <laughs>